Hello, Marquette basketball fans. Welcome to another edition of the Golden Breakdown. I'm your host, Adam Woke. I realize I never introduced myself. I'm going to try to do that a little more often. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at the Golden Break. We've got some cool new stuff we're going to be putting up today, including a new segment. A little foreshadowing there. So let's get into that game against Providence. Um, it was sort of a classic Marquette game for this year. Uh, the tale of two halves, one might say. Uh, but let's look at the first 10 possessions of this game. First thing to point out is our defense came to play. I thought we really gave 40 minutes of effort. We had some mental lapses in the second half that we'll cover. But the very first thing that I noticed was that the defense definitely had the energy to play today. And I think part of that is, you know, playing an Ed Cooley team uh, with Providence, they bring it all the time. I mean, I feel like every time we play Providence, this is what the games look like. And a lot of that is a testament to Ed Cooley, who I think is just a fantastic coach. Uh, very first play of the game, we ran a play to Garcia. Where has that been? And where was that later on in the game? I felt like we did it early and we didn't do it later. Uh, Garcia was fantastic today and really was our offense while we struggled a little bit in the beginning of this game. You know, he hits that three. Uh, we have a miss in the post with Theo John and then an inbounds turnover, which I feel like we've become a really bad inbounds team. The number of times we were throwing it over the timeline, I felt like last year, this is a feeling, I don't know this off the top of my head, but last year with Marcus Howard, I thought we did a much better job of having far more creative inbounds plays. Uh, it's gonna, It, it kind of leads me to a theory that we're going to address a little bit later, but what I loved from Garcia in the in this game in general, and especially in the first 10 possessions, is his fundamentals are shiny. Not only did he do a beautiful job of curling around the screen on that set play they threw in the very first possession of the game, um, but then in the fourth possession, he had the ball at the arc. He pump fakes, swipes through to his offhand, and scores. Remember, when we talked to Ben Steele earlier in the week, he talked about Garcia being ambidextrous, and we're starting to see that. You talk about dangerous, a Big man who could take it to the hoop with either hand, score in the post, and shoot from three. Like, that is a deadly combination. And right from there, they go to the high-low with Garcia, which I absolutely loved. Um, and that really, I think, set a tempo early. It got Garcia involved right away, which I think is important for him in the long run. I think that's why we saw him as our leading scorer in this game today was because he was part of the offense right away. Typically, it feels like we do that with Theo John, where we get Theo John the ball fed early in the game. But we were doing that with Garcia, and I think that should be a recipe we want to go with moving forward. We can still establish a game in the block, um, but maybe we start doing that a little bit more with Garcia rather than Theo John. You know, Theo John is not an offensive force that you are going to rely on. Theo John is a guy who's going to keep teams honest when he establishes his post game when he's playing well. Um, and so I think that's something I really liked that Woj did. Another thing that I really liked from Woj today uh, was 
early in the game, whenever Theo John was setting a screen for the ball at the arc, they were dropping his big. Uh, so what that means is, or the reason why teams do that defensively, is because, one, they, they believe that you know they're not worried about Theo John popping. Makes sense. I know he's hit a few threes, but let's not get uh, ahead of ourselves here. He's not a three-point shooter. And when you drop your big on that screen and roll, it forces the other team to make a decision about settling for mid-range jumpers. And that is something that typically in basketball today we look at as an inefficient shot. You know, I would say in the 90s, they wouldn't have thought that. Uh, but today, uh, we look at that, and it, I get it. It is an inefficient long two. Uh, to combat that, as we started to go here, so like in the first five minutes of the game, we're up 9-5. I want to move down to the around the 10-minute mark because that's where I saw Woj make an adjustment. When you have a big that drops, what we started to do with Theo John we started to do DHO's direct handoffs. This is a small, what might be some an, an action we see in basketball that we don't really talk a lot about or we don't necessarily look as a significant action, but it, it really is. Because what happens is that when you have the ball hand, when you have a big who's got the ball, he could do a couple things. Either the, the guard can come behind him to take the handoff or the big can take a few dribbles towards the guard's defender and he can make that handoff and or slip. This is significant because it was the DHO that got Kobe the three that really set this team off because that was in the 13th possession. From the 13th possession to the end of the half, we scored on 85% plus of our possessions. And that direct handoff, we saw a lot of. Because what happens is when your big sinks and you do that direct handoff, it now makes it easier for the guard to find more space. And Kobe was doing exactly that. Woj did a good job of adjusting to what the defense was doing, something that I typically harp on Woj for. And I want to give him credit here because that really changed the way Ed Cooley had to defend this team, which we'll see a change that Cooley makes in the second half that I think really thwarts our offensive ability. But at the 10-minute mark, uh, we're up 17-16, coming off of two threes by Kobe, the second three. Great screen by Lewis uh, for Kobe coming out to the corner to hit another three. You could tell Kobe was, he was a little jacked up. He wanted to score today. I think he wanted to keep up with Providence. He wanted to show that he could be the best scorer on the team. We saw that early. I think it started to wane, and he was forcing some shots early. But he played really well in the first half along with Garcia. And it really made a difference because when, when it was 17-16, I mean, we really didn't look back. We got the score all the way up to the five-minute mark where it was 30-16. And um, we didn't, they didn't score for five minutes because really our defense was fantastic. They played a really physical game. Uh, and that's something that is important, especially against a Providence team. And something that I think I, Providence isn't great, let's be honest. We, we, we should have won this game and, and we probably should have closed it out better in the second half. 
But a lot of times this year, I felt like when we've been punched in the mouth physically, we haven't responded. And in this game, we did. Uh, we played a more physical game against a team that is traditionally always physical in Providence. That's a really good sign to see us play a physical 40 minutes. That is something we haven't seen since early in the year. I think I hope that speaks a little bit to, I think, the Villanova cancellation allowed us to get some good rest. I think it allowed us to work on our defense a little bit more because we're going to win by our defense. That That's how this team wins. We will win with our defense. It helps create some of the offense in transition, which we definitely saw uh, later on in about the five-minute mark where we were kind of getting out in trans, which was a fantastic Defensive squad because of the athletes on the court, the size, our ability to switch and never be in too bad of a mismatch. So that was something that I think from all 40 minutes of this game was really good to see. Uh, Lewis was very active early in this game. Uh, I think his best trait, and we saw this in that awesome outlet pass that he made down the court. He's an awesome passer. I don't think we put him in enough positions to make some of those really good passes, whether it's bounce passes on lane cutters. That's, I think, probably the best outlet pass I've seen him make. And it was so instinctual. Uh, he turned and gunned that ball, and it was a perfect pass. I want to see more of that from Lewis. We're going to talk about Lewis in the second half because he had a very important role to play when Theo John went out with a few fouls. But it was good to see that we were knocking Providence out of their rhythm early. They were having a really hard time getting into their sets. They actually were suffering from something that I typically feel happens to us. When teams really pressure us and get up in us, we constantly have to reset our offensive sets. It's never one complete flow. We were doing that to Providence tonight. We continued to make them have to reset their offense and that's important to do as many times as possible when you are defending against a team because it allows them to feel like they have to rush shots and that was happening a little bit against Providence they hit some stuff as well um, which you know is going to happen guys are going to hit shots not the end of the world but the last few minutes of this half were extremely maddening uh, when we were up 36 21 at the three minute mark the game ended up being 38-29 at half. And a lot of it came from really just some bad shots as well as a really bad turnover by Kane and defensive laps. There were a couple of times today in this game where DJ Carton got burned sleeping on defense um, and a couple of times where he missed a set play that was very clear that Providence was running I, I talked a little bit about this last game. I think sometimes we lose teams in their set plays where we don't doesn't look like we know what they're running. Uh, and I saw this a couple of times from DJ. You know, I feel like tonight I finally it finally clicked for me on the player that DJ is gonna be. Um, he is a raw athlete. Um, he is probably our best ball handler getting to the hoop. Um, I thought he did a great job tonight of not just getting to the hoop, but finally seeing some guys at the arc. Uh, he was able to kick the ball out in a way that I don't think we've seen him do a lot of. 
But with that being said, he has a lot of defensive lapses off the ball. He's not a good off-the-ball defender. Uh, he definitely falls asleep. He's not good at closing out. I think he's probably our worst guard defender. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not saying I wouldn't say Torrance is a better defender than him be, just because of Carton's athleticism. But I, I, I struggle with him off the ball. I think on the ball he's a very good defender, but off the ball is where he tends to to fall asleep. And you could see that Cooley was running plays off the ball for who he was guarding, and I thought it was working a little bit. But it really, I mean. When DJ missed that set play at the end of the half, they knocked down a three. They go on an eight to two run in the last three minutes. That really hurt because they gave them a nine point lead going into the half, and you could begin to feel it. I think someone even tweeted at the golden break, like, "Do you feel uncomfortable with this lead?" And I said, "No." I actually poured myself a glass of wine because I wasn't sure where this half was going to go. It was either going to be a celebratory glass. Or it was going to be one to drown our sorrows in another defeat because you didn't feel good with the way that half ended, especially for our offense. Now, at the end of the half, defensively, I thought we did a good job of protecting the ball and protecting the rim. Uh, they were 4 for 18 for two-point shots in the first half and 6 for 12 from the arc. I actually thought we defended the arc pretty well in the first half. They hit some contested shots. Um, they got open on a few mental lapses and plays by, like I was talking about with DJ, but we definitely protected the hoop really well. And I thought that was really important part of our defense in the first half. And one that I thought really carried us through in the second half, because as we get to the second half, it was not a good offensive showing. We went back and reverted to some of our bad offensive woes. And there was a couple of things that happened here that I think played into what happened to our offense uh, we came out right away with a direct handoff to Kobe, who hit a great jumper. Uh, but we lost Theo John early to three personal fouls. Theo John, I thought, played extremely well defensively in the first half. He had that extra step. You could tell that his knee was definitely feeling better. Uh, he must have gotten, I think, some good treatment, some good time off, because he definitely played a better game than he has in the past. He ended up seeming to tweak that knee again, um, and that hurt us. But when he came off the court with three fouls and Lewis comes in, I put, we need Lewis right now. We really need Lewis. He had some really great blocks, but offensively, they went into a zone. And not just any zone. They went into a matchup zone. A matchup zone is sort of like a, a quasi 2-3 man-to-man and what it's supposed to do is confuse offenses and make them unsure about what exactly is happening. It makes you feel like they're running man, but they're not. Off the ball, they're all covering space on the court and not a man, but when it gets to the strong side, those players go into what looks like a little bit more of a man coverage. And this is where Lewis struggles. Lewis struggles against the zone. Uh he has a lot. He's green. Would be I think it'd be the best way to put it with Lewis. I absolutely love his instincts, but this was a game where Lewis has awesome blocks. Then we get down to the offensive side, and he can't tell what's going on in this matchup zone. He's floating around. He's standing next to his own players, making it even easier for the defense to cover them. 
and it threw us off. I mean, in the first 10 possessions of this game, uh, they went zone a lot. We only scored twice against the zone. It hurt us. We didn't know what to do. We even got the ball to Lewis in the paint, and he's still developing, I think, his game with the back to the basket. Uh, he is not nearly as polished as Garcia is in the post game. Uh, but then he can come down, he hits a beautiful jumper, uh, and then he comes down and turns it over. Uh, then he comes down and has a fantastic rebound. Then he gets on defense and gets completely owned in the block. He chased a block, which ended, which resulted in a foul. And there are times where he's standing around on defense. He is so erratic. Uh, and, and that can be frustrating, I think, because we see the peak of his powers. We see what he can do when he's playing extremely well. We have to remind ourselves that he's young. We have to remind ourselves this is going to happen. He's going to continue to get better, but this is just some of the live and die by by Justin Lewis. So we get about to the 15-minute mark. We're maintaining our 45-40 to 40 lead, uh, really mainly because I feel like we're doing a good job playing defense. But what not only are we down Theo John, but then we go down DJ Carton, who has a cramp. And this leads us to our new segment, is there a doctor in the house? Ah! 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 We are very fortunate on our production team to have a lot of talented guys, including our own physical therapist, Marquette Grad, muscle man Matt Micus. Uh, he is, works with athletes all the time, um, and I wanted to introduce this segment because DJ Carton is seemingly struggling with a cramping problem. And I want to ask our in-house physical therapist, because idiots like me who are watching games like this say, well, he's not drinking enough water. You know, Obviously, there's more to it than that. So I think it's important for us to get a little bit more information about what exactly is going on with a player who struggles with cramping because now this hurts us and Woj did something I thought was interesting. Now we got Theo John with three fouls. We've got DJ who's cramping and he's got to come out for a little while. Our lineups were where Dexter actually was the in the first half was the first one off the bench today, not Elliot. Um, and when you look at the rotation of players on this team, we really only played a six-man rotation. He only played... Um, Elliot for 11 minutes today, Dexter had four and Torrance had two. Everyone else had 20 minutes and above. It was a very much a six man rotation tonight. And Elliot, it's interesting to see the way he uses Elliot in the last game. Uh, he only played Elliot a few minutes, but in other games he plays him for 20 minutes. So he seems to use Elliot based on matchups, and I'm wondering if maybe he just thought this was a bad matchup. But when you've got Theo John in foul trouble and you've got DJ Carton cramping, this created, I think, some offense. And then the zone, this created, I think, a perfect storm of offensive flow issues because the reason that we even hung around in this game offensively was really because of the, the dribble drive. Uh, it was guys producing on their own in the first half we had 11 assists we had six in the second half and I think that speaks to guys who were just willing our way offensively to score uh, I know we scored 41 points 
compared to the 38 in the first half. But when you look at the last, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six possessions of this game, they were following us, and we were shooting free throws. Uh, the, the remainder of this game was a lot of inconsistencies in the way that we were running our offense. And this is what happens when we get pushed out physically. Or actually what I said, I shouldn't say pushed out physically. I don't think that's what happened. I think we got thrown out of our rhythm tonight by a zone defense. And those are the two things. When a team is too physical with us on the offensive end, we tend to fall back and wilt, especially when they're blitzing off a screen and roll. Uh, and a zone. These are two things we have to get better at as a team. I thought in the first half we were better as a team managing against a physical defense, and Woj made some nice adjustments. But in the second half, again, the zone really hurt us. And it was really the physicality of our defense that kept us in this game. We need to continue to put together these 40-minute efforts defensively. I haven't watched Woj's post-game conference yet. I usually wait till after the pod. Um, I try not to read anything or look at anything before I do this. I want this to be as natural of a take as possible. But I'm going to be interested to see if Woj agrees that tonight this was the 40-minute effort that we saw earlier in the season. Uh, I don't know if that's rest. I'm not sure exactly where what exactly that is, but I think it's important to note that moving forward to see if we can continue to sustain that down the stretch. It was a nice win. It was a necessary win. We were talking as a production team about, is this a must win for them? And it kind of was because Marquette is right in that middle tier. Another Big East loss is going to be really hard to overcome. We need to take advantage of this stretch. It's going to be really important. We got a game against the Chani's on Saturday. We're going to have a special show announcement this week. We're very excited about a special guest that we're going to be bringing on the show. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at The Golden Break. Have a fantastic day.